Alright, welcome back to the Survival Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about uh, hand-to-hand combat. Kevin, you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready to get started. Alright, so uh, what are you bringing to the table? Hand-to-hand combat, well, what are you thinking? Well, hand-to-hand combat, I mean, that's kind of a pretty big, broad subject. And, yes, uh, it is. You know, we're, we're not going to be able to teach people how to uh, do jujitsu uh, over a podcast. No, you know? I don't think we are. And and that's, I, I was thinking today, I mean, my thought was, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some basic techniques, things that are obvious and straightforward in your head when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Some moves that uh, might get you, get you through in a pinch. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think just planning, having a plan of attack, having a thought process mm-hmm. will do a lot for you. Yeah. Um, and then actually, I was hoping uh, in the future we're going to do a more advanced hand-to-hand combat episode, and not that it's got more stuff. I just in the future I want to talk about some more detailed maneuvers that might be a little more complicated, a little more practicing. You know, where mm-hmm. you got to do the move over and over, right? And then you get to where you want to be, as opposed to today. I just want you to kind of think, hey, if I do this, I can, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And hopefully if that comes to mind, it'll, right, you know, clue you in to the right thing. Right, right. So uh, what are you thinking? Well, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are, um, you know, you got to think of first, you know, prior to when you get into the fist fight. All right. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're getting into a, into a uh, hand-to-hand combat, Yes, you've made a mistake. You and know you shouldn't. You shouldn't be. Uh, you know somebody. Somebody gets in your face and gets ready to go. Yeah, getting wound up. You know, hand to hand. That's stupid. It ought to be hand to brick. You know, hand to brick. There's nothing fair about fighting. Hand to rock. Right. All right. Get something. Get something. But, hand to crowbar. Uh huh. All right. Uh huh. Now, uh, how do you how do you know though when somebody's ready to go? There are a couple like uh, a couple right. of. Of telltale now, signs. Let me before you get there. I like where you're going. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I want to hear it. But let me tell you, one thing you said. One of the things I was thinking about today is everybody says, "Oh, you know, if you're already in the fight, that means you lost because mm-hmm. you made bad choices that got there." I think I even repeated them on this podcast. Yeah. Right. So, but I was like, you know, who are these people? Bunch of pussies. <laughs> you know, whatever. It doesn't mean... I don't think we need to completely avoid everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know that you need to be aware. You know, I see people get out of their car and go up to the next, you know the car behind them that just tapped their bumper, mm-hmm. and they're all hot and heavy. Ah, right. you know, what the hell, you asshole. Now, that I would avoid, it, you know, I would recommend against, because mm-hmm. you really never know. If they're a freaking psycho or right. whatever, who's going to just carry say, yeah, guns? People don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know what they've got in their car. And right. You so, need to be aware of your situation. That said, doesn't mean that you need to completely cow down to everything either. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I just I wanted to put that on the table. Uh-huh. But you're saying so you come across this guy, and. You guys, you know, you start having the argument. You're yelling out. You're saying there's some clues that might tip me off when yeah. he's ready. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think, you know, um, when you see people's faces get red, 
Okay. That they're getting angry. That's not really the situation. Their their blood is rushing to their their skin. They're getting flushed. Yes. But when their faces go white, that's, that's when the, the adrenaline's heated. kicking in. Okay. And the blood is rushing to their muscles, and that's when they're getting ready to that's go. That's when it's getting. You know, hit, people huh? people, you know, pick it up, start swearing, you know, screaming, talking in monosyllabic monosyllabic, you know, words and sentences. You know, that's uh. You know, that's kind of, uh, you know, what you want to watch out for. Okay. Because like you don't it. want to be the guy that gets into a gets into an argument and just starts beating on somebody, you know? No. You, don't, you don't want to be somebody that starts the fist fight. No. But you, you don't. don't want to be the first person to get hit either. That is true. You know? I, I think you want to be alert and ready to right. dodge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, like, I mean, you know, we all watched The Sopranos and, and like that, or I assume everybody's watched The Sopranos. I don't mm-hmm. know. My world, everybody has. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and that's the thing is they always, you know, totally got people by surprise. And that's right. what always, you know, because you have somebody all out of shape and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. big T there. But you see right. how it would work because people are totally off guard. Right. They don't expect to just uh, randomly get, um, get sucked. But. There, there's one episode and, and I don't even... Remember exactly. I think it was one of the the first ones with uh, Chrissy Moltisanti there, uh, and he, he was doing work. And I don't even remember. It could have even been uh, been his kid. Man, it's been a long time since I've watched The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they're sitting doing uh, like union work, and they're they're sitting like under a bridge, all talking a bunch of union guys, mm-hmm. and somebody offended somebody else, and whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, and he realized and everybody kind of looks, oh, dude, you just, you know, that was you just far. stepped in it when yeah. you said that. And the guy's like, oh, no, don't worry about it, man. We're cool, whatever. And then two seconds later, just smashes a bottle in his face. Yep. You know, and you're like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, 90%, I, I would say 98% are not going to see that coming. Mm-hmm. And Man, after you just had a bottle smashed across your face, that's it. That you're fight's not over. really, yeah. That's you know, yeah. Now again, in the uh, world with laws and and civil order, maybe that's not the best way to you know finish an argument. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> you don't have the self control. I, I well, don't know. you know, I think men have a uh, a certain sort of um, uh, conflict resolution. Okay. That uh, you know, civilized people and women don't seem to have. You know what I mean? It's I say civilized people and women, but I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, if if you get into a heated argument, you know, with a friend yes. of yours, and you get into a fist fight, then the argument's over afterwards. All right. You know, you go drink a beer together. All right. But uh, you know, women will drag that that argument out with with her girlfriend for for months. Right. Yeah. And that's it, you know. Fist, uh, fisticuffs there usually do uh, settle the topic. Mm-hmm. Usually, it doesn't come up again after it ends right. in blows, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, so all right, these things tend to build. Um, I, I think one of the examples that come to mind. I mean, I definitely did some roughhousing in high school. It's weird. A lot of people just. I mean, people I never even knew mm-hmm. wanted to fight me, and I I, I don't understand that. And you're just, gonna have like, a, you're just a boy. People they love just to hate. hit. Yeah, <laughs> I think it started with my grandmother actually. <laughs> she now that I mentioned it, 
I think I was about 10 years old, maybe nine. And my grandmother looks at me and goes, you know, every time I look at you, I want to hit you as hard as I can. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I must really be an asshole. <laughs> and but maybe, I don't know, maybe she had some rage issues, you know, who yeah. knows. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. So then I get to high school and again, the same thing, you know, I was one of those like long haired metalhead you know, kids and uh-huh. and there were always, you know, some gang of thugs that, you know, just wanted to freaking mess with us. But even even more than that, it would be, you know, some kid would be like, well, you know, you're not that you're not really a better guitar player than me. I'm cooler than you and whatever. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm a crappy guitar player. <laughs> Nobody's running my mouth that, you uh-huh. know, I'm, I'm the king of the world. Mm-hmm. I just... You know, I just walked around with confidence, I think, and that always pissed people off, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I practice guitar like a half hour a week. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're better than me <laughs> yeah. if you give any effort at all, you know? And I'm like, and who are you? And mm-hmm. I don't even know you, and what are you talking about? But it was always like stuff like this. Anyway, moving on, it would always end up... You know, you'd go down to, you know, at our school, it was like at the bus turnaround or, you know, whatever. And people would be like, oh, you know, just walk up and, you know, like Haymaker and just freaking blast you in the side of the head. Somehow in high school, I think everybody always wanted to punch you in the ear. I don't know. I just have some bad memories. Uh I don't know. Maybe it's all been blocked out since then. But then, like, you know, when you were talking about people getting white in the face and, Mm -hmm. and just getting angry. I had that play out with me where I uh, I was sitting at home. I'm sitting on the couch watching NASCAR. I don't know, whatever. And I'm drinking a beer. I'm all relaxed, whatever, happy. Everything's good in the world. I get the uh, landlord knock on the no- on the door. Now, mind you, it's my house, so mm-hmm. no landlord's coming. <laughs> but, you uh-huh. know, you get that loud bang, 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 bang. And uh, so I'm like, all right, what's up? And I open the door, and it's one of the neighbor kids' dad. And he's, and it's funny now because I'm 41 and I'm mm-hmm. the old guy, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, probably 45. But he's like, like, and I'm probably, you know, 25 at the time. But he's that middle aged, dorky, you know, whatever, maybe think IBM or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Just like, he's the guy that comes to mind right. when I say these the things, IT right? Guy. Right, you know, he's not somebody you would really fear, mm-hmm. you know. But he's like, what the hell is wrong with my kids? Why won't your kids play with my kids? And I'm like, who are you and who are your kids? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I've never met you. I don't. Uh-huh. Well, my kids, you know, I don't even know their name, Zach or whatever mm-hmm. and whatever. Not anybody who's ever played in my house or whatever. I don't know. And he's just nonstop, and he just keeps, like, you know, right in my face, waving his finger, and this isn't right, what the hell is wrong with your kids, whatever, because I guess, I I don't know, my kids just didn't want to play with him, because he always had, like, rules or whatever coming from (laughs) mom and dad, or Uh some stupid nonsense, I don't even know, but I was like, you know, I could destroy this guy, I'm not even worried about it, so I started, I just kept stepping towards him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more he's going, and I'd keep moving, and he just kept backing up, backing up. 
And eventually we're like at the end of the driveway. We're almost out in the street now. And I'm like, and I'm just, all that's going through my head is, God, I don't want all my neighbors to see me at blows with this clown in the middle of the freaking, uh-huh. you know, and eventually, but I just like backed him right out of the yard and then I just turned and went back in. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man, but I can tell you there's a good chance they're not going to play with your kids now. <laughs> and it just, you know, and he kind of realized and, but if you kind of cow down and back out, back up yourself, I think it could have ended, you know, completely different. I think this guy would have. You know, right. thought about going to blows and, right. and it's the last crazy. thing you want to do when you get in a confrontation like that is start walking backwards. Yeah, no, you it's know. it's like we talked about it in that uh, animal attack. You know, they mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, play naive for a minute," right? But as soon as you see a wolf's ready to go, don't play naive. Be a scary motherfucker. You yeah. know, you want yeah. to be the scary guy that nobody's gonna mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you think of a childhood? Uh, Fight? Childhood comfort. No, I don't think I had no, a whole good? lot. I, right. I remember a, uh, a couple of times, and, uh, um, you know, the real trick I always thought was to get that person down on the ground. Yeah, ground and, and pound? Uh, I, remember, I remember one time, you know. Was I there was, no pounding? Just... No, I mean, not, not, not at that age. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember um, I, was, I was shorter than a lot of the kids in my, yeah. my school, and I remember uh, a tall kid was was messing with me, giving me a hard time, pushing me. And I jumped up on one of the desks and jumped off the desk like uh, Jimmy Fly. <laughs> Jimmy Superfly. <laughs> once I once I got him down on the ground, that was it, man. Nice. A couple of stomps and he was he was done. Nice. He gave up. You know, I'm not gonna at that age yeah. I wasn't gonna stomp on somebody's head or anything. No, but no, and that's a, a yeah. swift kick in the ribs, man. What, what is it uh, American history eggs yeah. oh. <laughs> with the curb? Oh, oh man. I, yeah, that I that have nightmares a, yeah. of that kind of brutality. Yeah. And that's it. There's some crazy people, and mm-hmm. you can't mess with crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, Bruce Never Lee... Never get into a fist fight with somebody that has less to lose than you do. Exactly. Bruce Lee always said, uh, he was like, you know, people were like, oh, you know, you're invincible, nobody could whatever. And he always said, you know, no matter what, if you get in a fight with somebody, if they're focused... And they have one goal, like he, I think his exact words were, if somebody decides to break your arm and that's their mission, all they're worried about in that fight, mm-hmm. they're going to break your arm. Right. And, you know, same thing. If somebody's going to shoot you, you're not going to stop them mm-hmm. from shooting you. Obviously, exceptions, you might get lucky, whatever. Mm-hmm. But determined and focus goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. Now, I think there's something ingrained naturally in uh in all of us where men just like to test their metal. Right. I, I don't know this newer, it seems more and more, even a gradual transition over the last 50 years that that kind of we try and push out the, the natural instincts of man. But, you know, boys are boys. They like to fight. They like right. to test themselves. You know, every culture throughout time has always had some kind of, you know, rite of passage into manhood. And, you know, we get more and more away from that. But, you know, they'd always, you know, the Indians send them out to stay on their own for a night or a week. You know, you see mm-hmm. these stories. Right, or, the right of passage. Or they go kill of, a wolf or yeah. you do whatever, you know. Even, you know, and then it got to be maybe the first hunting trip with dad. You went mm-hmm. and killed a deer, you right. know. There, there's always some level of accomplishment that signifies when you're you know, a man. manhood. Right. And, 
I know when I, I went to boot camp, they always had, uh, they, they'd come and, uh, you know, shut everything down and everybody would hit their racks. And as soon as the uh, drill sergeant or in the Navy, it's, uh, what is it? It's it drill still, still uh, or drill instructor or whatever, yeah, yeah. same thing, right? So as soon as he'd take off, flip the lights back on and we'd have like some kind of like ultimate <laughs> fighting in the middle of the room. And honestly, they had to know. Mm-hmm. I, I think they just like to let, you know, men be men, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it'd be like UFC fighting and it would be all organized and all right, right. this guy's going to fight this guy yeah. and, and we'd beat the crap. And what I always see, like I, I know at least in that situation, all the kids who did like wrestling in high school would just dominate everybody right. else. You know, the band, they'd wrap you up and get you in a move and mm-hmm. you're just, you know, they're holding you and you're choking out and it's, I don't know. Right. Um, so, like I said, I know we talked about uh, boxing in another episode, you know, it's once you get into something, it's hard to, uh, you know, it, once somebody has a skill and some training, all of a sudden they're dominating at least 60, 70% of the population. Mm-hmm. And then you get any kind of minimally advanced, you know, your black belt in karate, whatever. Right. I know I say minimally, but, you know, how many people do you know that go to karate for four years as a kid and then mysteriously they're a black belt? You're right. like, wait a minute, I'd destroy you. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know, but, the, but all that sort of stuff is, it gives you a big advantage. Any sort right. of training, any sort of practice. Right. Well, I think, too, you have a plan. Mm-hmm. And right. your body's been through the movements. Your body's going to all of a sudden act on instinct because mm-hmm. you put some thought and some yeah. effort into it. That's, you know, we talked about in situational awareness about the whole born thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of your instinct because you've been over it. You've played out the scenarios. Right. Um, well, so where I was going to go with this whole boot camp fighting thing You'd have certain things. We had this one guy who, once again, I just rub people the wrong way. I don't know what it is. I just do. Mm-hmm. And so I had this guy who's determined to fight me. But all the time, he's like, I know how to win a fight. I'm just going to freaking take my knee and, or uh, my foot and blow out somebody's knee. I'm just going to kick them right in the kneecap and they're going to go down. Well, he must have told everybody this about 80 times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, the fuck, I'm going to break my knee in boot camp and, you know, get sent back and, you know, mm-hmm, the nightmare right. that that becomes. Uh-huh. And, you know, plus I don't want my knee messed up yeah. for the rest of my life. I mean, there's that's that. probably permanent damage. Yeah. No, that's permanent damage. So guy comes at me. Sure enough, I know what he's going to do because I can see his eyes. You can mm-hmm. watch people. Right. And that's one of the things. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll start talking about some defensive strategy that... If you watch people's eyes and watch people's shoulders, mm-hmm. if you just watch, so you just keep your head in their face, you can tell what they're going to do. If they're lifting their leg to kick, if they're moving their arm to swing, if they're doing anything, you're going to see it by watching their shoulders being level. Right. You can kind of keep your head up and see what's coming at you and see it before it happens. And that's what's nice because people... Unless they're a really trained fighter, that was one of the things that made Bruce Lee appear so fast was he didn't telegraph his movements because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he talks about that one-inch punch. He shoots kind of from the waist and blasts people, but whereas your average fighter, me included, 
I drag my arm back and I go to swing. Right. You got you know? to cock it before and you let it go. And all of a sudden, you see, you know, all the movements. I'm telegraphing everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bruce Lee, his hands would be at a relaxed position in front of him, and he'd just come up and blast you. And that's why you're like, holy shit, that came out of nowhere. Right. Because your body's like, I didn't even see anything happen. Yeah. Like, I missed the whole first half. Well, it's because he's not doing the whole first half that, you know, the right. average fighter is doing. So anyway, so this guy's coming at me. I see him. Drop to my knees and freaking blast him right in the nuts with my fist. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That was the end of it. He didn't talk any more shit. And... At first, I was like, you know, I'm going to be the asshole for, you know, hitting somebody in the nuts and mm-hmm. whatever. But I was like, you know what? It's better than him because this dude hated me. Mm-hmm. It was going to end badly. Mm-hmm. And I figured I could nip it in the bud right there. And that was it. And, you know, it was funny. About a week later, on one of the fight nights, sure enough, somebody blew his knee out and he got set back eight weeks. Oh, <laughs> So I guess you don't want to run your mouth too much. Is yeah. maybe the uh, lesson learned there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So yeah, what do you got. Well, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of I, I see a lot of horror stories about people breaking their hands. Yes, punching yes. people. They they said uh, when they switched to the boxing gloves that uh, that was one of the big thing. You know, they got the gloves because people kept breaking their hands. Right. But they're saying it's kind of a twist of. Uh, of good and bad with that because now with the gloves they can actually hit harder. Right, right. They're more concussions they gonna, now. Right, because they yeah. can blast you with the glove. They can bring yeah. more force. You can rattle your brain, right? You know, by hitting somebody in the forehead. If you punch somebody in the forehead with your bare knuckles, yeah. you're gonna do more damage to your hand than you right. are to their forehead. Yeah. You know, and if you're gonna punch somebody, you know, aim for the aim for the the mouth and the nose, the yeah. soft spots. I didn't realize that was such a big thing, and I watched yeah. some old uh, shows, you know, documentaries on boxing and stuff like that. Yeah, I really... know uh, a couple of people um, were talking about uh, the MMA. Yes, taking the gloves away. Oh, and they said they can't really do it because it's gonna bring more people are gonna be like, oh, it's such a brutal sport. But you know, in the long run, it's going to be, you know, less harm to the actual... Right, but it's how it looks. Mm-hmm. It's right. really how we make decisions in people America. See, people and, view yeah. MMA as, as a yes. very brutal sport. Yes. But the truth is, if you took the gloves off, um, I think there would be a lot less permanent damage. Yes. You know, with No, with I, I think that's right. You know, it, it's a little bloodier, it looks a little messier, but... Mm-hmm. Less, you know, physical trauma and right. less head trauma. You know, all this worry that's, about concussions yeah. and nonsense anymore. That's a big deal. I mean, we're starting to realize how how yeah. much concussions long term long term damage. Right. right. I mean, look at look at um, uh, Muhammad Ali. You know, he did that rope a dope fight, and you know, just kept his gloves up. But I mean, he was getting knocked in the head repeatedly. Yes. You know, and you know, I, I if I had to guess, I'd say that was the fight that that caused his. You know, his long-term effects. Yes. He won the fight, though. Hey, you know, Price is right. Uh-huh. Um, so, all right. So, uh, all right, now we've kind of talked about how we get into the fights and, mm-hmm. and what kind of happens and whatever. Right. But um, seriously, if you're going to fight with somebody, you should be in it to win it. Right. You know, it's you got to make a decision. Right. And, and I, I'd, say, I'd say that, you know, the three major factors in a fight is one, you know, the strongest person. Yes. Two, the person with the longest reach, you know, yes. if they can hit you before you can reach them. And but the most deciding factor 
is somebody that's willing to put you in the hospital. Yes. You know? And if you're not willing to do that, you shouldn't be in the fight. I'm with you. And they were talking, you know, we, we mentioned in the past, stamina mm-hmm. is another huge factor with, you know, staying power. And can you take the beating, you know? Are yeah. you gonna? It's not just that your heart and whatever can keep going that you're, mm-hmm. but also, you know, are you going to get back up after that head blow? You know, yeah. what are you used to? So anyway, suppose somebody, you know, comes at you in the dark alley and they jump you. Well, at that point, I think all bets are off, you right. know? Guy's ready to rob you. You have your wife, girlfriend, sister, mother, whatever with you. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure this guy isn't going to be able to do damage to people we care about. Right. And I guess that's really, you know, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things, uh, people are really afraid of, of the brutal things. You know, mm-hmm. you really need, you've been conditioned. You don't hit people in the nuts. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, gouge somebody's eye out with your thumb. Right. But maybe that's not the case. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, one of the things, you know, people always, oh, well, it's weird. You make a decision in your head to kind of not really do damage. And it's it's weird. You know, I would talked about when, um, how, you know, the wrestlers always seem to be able to get on you. And I'm a big guy and I've always been a big guy and, and I can bring some force when I go to hit somebody. And... All the guys used to have all these wrestling moves and they'd grab me and pin me to the ground and whatever. And then I could always kind of muscle my way out of it, mm-hmm. but it would take 10 seconds and it would right. be annoying and they embarrass me, always holding me and, you know, whatever. I can't mm-hmm. get up. So it, it gets to the point where you're like, all right, enough's enough. But the thing is, I don't want to hurt somebody. Right. And when I bring massive force, somebody's going to get hurt. Right. And that, that's the problem. And I know towards the end of like a six-month deployment, the standing watch with one of my uh, good buddies, actually, who yeah. I really love and, and is a great guy. Now, but, that, six, uh, that end of that six-month deployment tells me a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's, that's testosterone. You're, you're a little uh, short you know, at that point. Right. You've been living on Mountain Dew for you know, right. at least four of those six months. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's about two in the morning. And just constant, nonstop, grabbing me, fucking with me, and whatever. And it's always back and forth, but it just gets old, you right. know? And I'm like, really? You know, you got to stop. And, oh, why? Whatever, you know? So... Guy grabs me and I'm just done with it. And it's just instinct and I couldn't help it. And I just freaking blast him in the shim with the combat boots. Uh-huh. And so he goes down, you know, you start to lean forward. And that's that's one of the things. You hit anybody in the shin, stomp their heel, you know, heel on their foot, something mm-hmm. like that. They're going to lean forward. Mm-hmm. I know this. And then I box his ears and he's on the ground crying for... Now, yeah. people underestimate how much that hurts. Oh, yeah. And you know what, honestly? And I only did it about half the speed mm-hmm. that you could have because, once again, you don't want to hurt somebody. I actually have regretted it forever. I feel bad. He, he ended up no, no, uh, no, serious. that I know of long term consequences. Uh-huh. But just the same, I know, you know, two years later, I see him at a party or something and somebody's messing with me and he comes over and he's like, whoa. Whoa, don't say anything to him. Just leave him alone. And I can tell, you know, both of us kind of flash back to that moment, you know. And uh, But that's the thing. I mean, you can really do damage. But 
somebody's coming at you, boxing right, that's what you do. is mm-hmm. serious damage. Um, but again, don't do it to somebody you care about because you could permanently right. You, you know, can blow an eardrum out. Blow an eardrum like all day. Right. Very possible. Um, next thing, punch people in the throat. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Everyone aims for the face, the head, the eye, the nose. You know, you see it all the time. Don't mess around. You punch somebody right in the throat, mm-hmm. they're going down and they're not getting up. Maybe ever. Yeah. They're not getting up for a long time, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you can dominate and control. I'm talking about life-threatening situations. I'm not talking right. about your, you know, fisticuffs at the bar or whatever. Right. I'm talking about when somebody's pulling a knife on you and you're afraid they're going to be attacking your girl or when you have the angry mob chasing your girlfriend when they're all uh, the refugees we're not afraid of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's a different story. That's when you end it. Right. And another, all right, maybe you don't want to go quite as bad as blasting them in the throat. Have you considered if you open your, your thumb... Keep your hand flat together so it mm. looks like an L when you hold it up. Blast them right in the throat with that. You're not going to miss because you got that big hook on your hand. Mm-hmm. Blast them right in the throat. They're going right down. Now, the cool thing, once again, people are predictable. You blast them in the throat, they're going to put their hands on their neck unless they're a really experienced fighter who's going to step back. Mm-hmm. But your average guy is going to lean forward a little and put his hands on his throat to grab for his neck. At that point, his groin, everything else is open. Right. Same thing. You knee somebody in the groin, everything else is open because mm-hmm. their hands are going down there to protect. Um, another big thing that uh, that pays off, I, I know when I used to get in a lot of the fights when I was a kid, is the follow-through. So I'd, I'd swing at somebody. And say I miss, you know, they dodge, they deflect. It's always followed by my elbow. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance if I'm in a serious fight, not only is it followed by my elbow, but then my shoulder after that and my whole body on top of you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to miss. You know, I'm going to either blast you and connect or I'm going to keep coming until you're laid out on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter you put your little arm up in front of me. Because I'm coming like a freaking train. Right. Right. And again, if you're a little, you know, 100-pound guy, maybe that's not (laughs) the best technique. Maybe you need Uh to think about jabbing and and getting away, or maybe you need to think about a weapon, or maybe you need to think about going and getting a sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that could be uh, whatever you like. But uh, No, I know when I'm getting getting ready for a fight. Yes. You know... Initially, you want to get your stance ready. Bent knees, balls of your toes, you know, get your balance ready. Get your hands up in front of you, palms open. I like it. You know, and that's that's going to be your your barrier, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be your, your fence. And if you're in a straight fist fight, then, you know, you can, you can judge. They're going to start judging right. where they can reach. Right. And when they do that, that's when the counter-strike comes. You know, and a counter-strike is... There's a lot of things you talked about, you know, but you also want to talk about, you know, if, if you're really in a situation like that, you know, all the all the things that you can bring to the table have to be there and ready to go. You yeah. know, if it takes biting somebody's nose off, 
You know, that might be the situation. Yeah. You know, headbutts to the face. If you can headbutt somebody in the nose or the teeth, hook them that's going to do a lot with your more. Thumb, hook them in yep. the eye. Yep. Like you said, pulling on the ears. I had this uh, girl came up to me and, uh, you know, supposedly uh, a friend, I don't know, and uh, she was just messing around, came up and um, took, uh, just grabbed her fingernails and grabbed the outside edges of my earlobes. Or I guess, you know, the back of the your back ear, ears. the top half, yeah. whatever it is. But right on that thin edge, you dig your nails in there. It's a little sensitive, it turns yeah. out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, stuff like that. There's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, somebody who doesn't, that's actually, you know, I, I, maybe I mentioned it. But one of the things I like is your, your back where your kidneys are around there. Somebody who doesn't fight and doesn't like grapple. I mean, a guy who's going to, you know, MMA training, you know, and grappling and like that, his body's going to be a little tougher and worn in. Mm-hmm. But your average person, their body's sensitive in these spots that don't have human contact too right. much. And they're going to, you know, they're going to feel it. You start grabbing and jabbing and they're going to know. Right. Um, there's also uh, the chin jab, you know, where you take the uh, the palm of your hand mm-hmm. and just thrust up, hit them in the chin. Their neck's going to knock back. They're going to fall over. Right. You know, they also, I've seen it where you do like, uh, say it's from my right side, take your right leg, kind of sweep under their legs and the chin jab. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get in there. The chin jab works without the leg sweep. Yeah. And um, really the, the, the way to win a fight is to get the other person on the ground. Yeah. You know, that's the ultimate goal. And, you know, from there, you can you can control a fight. You can control yes. a person. Now, I mean, you know, again, all these moves we're talking about, the chin jab, you can break somebody's neck. You can cause mm-hmm. neck pain, neck damage. They're wearing a collar for six months. Right. Who knows what? This is not something you're going to do. This is what you do yeah. when you're attacked. Right. This, this is, is not, not uh, roughhousing with your buddies. You know, yeah, roughhousing with your buddies, exactly. And that's, that's like I said, why I was so torn with my friends, because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's got to stop. You got to lay right. down the force, mm-hmm. but you don't, you know, and it just, I don't know. I, I, I find it, you need to make a decision before you get in the fight. How am I going to approach it? What do I do? I talked to a uh, martial arts instructor and, and he was telling me, you know, you need to, he goes, you know, I teach all these different moves, all these different things. He goes, but you need to find one or two or three that work for you and you need to become confident with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. A fight isn't about 50 moves. Right. I mean, it's awesome. If, if we all have, you know, four hours a day to put into it, mm-hmm. yes, any attack, we can learn the best response right. and train our bodies to do it. But if you can have two or three good defensive moves that match your body type, you know, that you don't need the arm reach or the leg reach or or it utilizes your arm reach if you mm-hmm. have great reach, you know, these type of thing. But you need to have some certain moves that are your go-to that I know, you know, with confidence, something happens, I can do this. Mm. And the quick response. And that way, if you just train on those couple of moves over and over again, it'll be instinctive and you won't have to worry about it. Instead of people who jump around and are from one thing to the next, and that's where you get into trouble because your mind is like, ah, what do I do? And you're playing it out. Like I said, it's not a problem if you're Bruce Lee 
and you're training all the time, you're thinking about fighting all the time, then it's, you know, no problem to have the awesomest move in response to whatever they do or, you know, how they act or their mm-hmm. size or whatever. But you definitely need some go-tos, some foresight, and kind of be aware of who's around you. You know, I mean, that's, you know, back to that situational awareness. Right. You know, you never know when you're going to get blindsided or whatever. Learn to read the situation. Right. You that's know? And that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. You know, staying out of the fight to begin with. You know, isolate your threats. Know when it's time to leave. You know, I hate to say it, but you don't do your family any good if you're in jail. Right. And, you know, you can't really protect and take care of them mm-hmm. if you're not there. So maybe, you know, yeah. be a little cautious. Yeah. No, I know that, um, you know, my, my big thing with, with that whole sort of situation is there's nothing fair about fighting. No. You know, and don't, don't feel bad if you're, if you're doing something that you, you know, don't be afraid to hit somebody in the nuts. Don't be afraid. You know, I've, yeah. I've been in, in a half a dozen fights, maybe more, and, uh, I can tell you I've hit somebody in the head with a crescent wrench. I've swatted somebody's knuckles with rebar. Right. I even shot somebody in the face with a fire extinguisher once. You know, there's there's uh there's situations where you know, you need to step up the game and escalate it faster than they are. Right. Because if they escalate it faster than you, that's when you're going to lose the fight and you're going to end up uh in some serious pain. And some of these are maybe lose the fight and lose your life, you know? Right. That's at some point, it comes to that. But a little planning now, a little foresight, maybe, you know, go on the internet. You can learn a bunch of nonsense. But like I said, find a couple of moves that mm-hmm. work for you and just learn that. Mm-hmm. Start there. If you have more time, you want to get more advanced, um, there's a website. They're not an affiliate, not anybody uh, we get anything for. I wish we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, called Fight Fast. And this guy's got like, DVDs and whatever, but he's always plugging something where he's like, oh, I'll send you this for free. Mm-hmm. And then it's like nine ninety five shipping, but two or three DVDs for nine ninety five, mm-hmm. I'm in. Right. You know? right. And I've actually gotten a bunch of great ones. And he has this one, uh, Brutal Fight Enders. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, when uh, I, I made my trip to uh, New Orleans, I was like, oh, you know, let me brush up. Uh-huh. And I went through, you know, the, what, 15 brutal fight enders. And same thing, you know, he just goes through and talks about things that you're like, holy crap, that's simple. I don't have to think twice, but it's going to devastate your opponent. Mm-hmm. But some of it is a little, you know, beyond what is socially acceptable, uh-huh. you know. But, hey, fighting isn't socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So maybe check it out and, uh yeah. I don't know. That's about all I got. What do you got? That's all I got. That's it. We're kind of running out of time anyway, so uh, we'll wrap this up. So the one thing I learned this week that uh, I can tell you all is, uh, you know, no matter how bad the situation where you are, the thing you can change is your attitude. (laughs) And that's where you're in control. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Until then, we will uh, see you guys next week. Night.
of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.